everybody. Welcome to ADHD Life Management. My name is Jeff, one of the co-hosts and founder of ADHD Christian Men's Group. And my name is Stephen, the other co-host and moderator of ADHD Christian Men's Group. Today's show is Planning with Purpose and Priority God's Way. Before we start, let's pray. Father God, we just come to you just most humbled in your presence tonight, Lord. Uh, we rejoice in the fact that you have some plan for us in, in life, God. I just pray, Lord, that uh, through this podcast that uh, you would just move me and, and steam me out of the way and, and, and speak through us, Lord. And those that are listening, God, give them receptive ears uh, to listen, to help them, God, regards to uh, find ways that they can have structure, uh, a purpose behind whatever it is as far as that they're doing in life, and priority. Help them to find priority when it comes to time management so that we as a body in Christ can be uh, more effective with our time. Servants of you, Lord, help us, Lord, to to guide us with our words and pray, Lord, that through this process that we would all feel a sense of peace in your presence in this podcast tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity. It's only by your grace that we're able to overcome these challenges with ADHD and give us the tools and the whole truth, Lord, your word to guide us in everything we say and do in this life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, okay, right here. Yeah. We'll start out with Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Uh, this verse definitely speaks, you know, to me as God gives us uh, a purpose with a plan in, in building his kingdom. And I think about, you know, the God himself almighty, how he created the universe, created the earth. Uh, in uh, six days and rested on the seventh. And I think about how, you know, as far as how well organized in his plan, to me, he is the ultimate plan maker. And that's where I have a fear of God, just because of awe that he's able to uh, be able to lay out all of his plans, everything for eternity. That's just something I can't grasp. However, I believe regards to the life that we live, especially challenged with ADHD at times is of chaos at certain points where we're not aware of our time. We're not aware of our thoughts. Whereas I believe that uh, what we're here for, as far as I'm thinking of, of Ephesians 2.10 about the workmanship, he created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I believe that that definitely goes in hand in hand, that the God of the universe that created everything, he has a specific plan uh, that is tailor niched, you know, for me, for, for all of us. And, you know, I think about the words in regards to welfare and not for evil, going back to Jeremiah 20 and 11, to give a future and, and a hope. And I think about the end result plan as far as when we're in heaven with the Lord saved by grace through faith in Jesus that can expect 
he is a god of order. He's not a god of confusion. So I think about that in the meantime, that's what we're here for, is that that's a purpose as far as to these works in, in Jesus. You know, and I think about the plan that he has regards to us being that workmanship in the time that we have, that we're supposed to live a life that glorifies God. I think about Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it goes back to, I'm thinking Ephesians 2, 10, it ties in there uh, regards to the working, you know, for, for the good. But a lot of times that good, that purpose that God has, his ways are higher than ours, and it's not necessarily feel good. But I think about regards to um, in the in regards to the whatever the trial, the tribulation that we're going through life, regards to uh, sticking with a plan, how we can't see things now, but he has a plan that's laid out uh, for us to follow. And the good one day we realize it has become more and more like Jesus in this life as we're predestined to be more like Christ, I believe that uh, that's part of who God is. That becomes part of us in regards to planning, you know, obviously the purpose, planning and prioritizing, uh, becoming more and more like our father. Uh, and I was thinking about, you know, the purpose. All we do is to bring glory to him and everything we do. That's all. the spirits with us. We want to please God. Whereas before we were saved, uh, we did not have a desire to please God. We didn't want anything to do with God. But it, it speaks to me of these two verses. First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, all for the glory of God. And then this one blows away. Colossians three seventeen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Um. You know, and here's where I believe we have that, that struggle regards to in our life to try to find that order and, and, and try to stay on track. Sometimes our flesh seeks self-seeking things. Uh, our plans are self-serving because we, we, even though we are, we have the spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in us, we still have a flesh. And it can be very distracting, especially uh, with us challenged with ADHD. We're always trying to seek approval of, of others. A lot of times that's the end result. It's not to please God. We care about what others think and we build our lives and our plans around other people when uh, we should be doing that for God. Um, I'm getting towards uh, the next verse here. And it, it, it really speaks volumes of what I was saying. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but in the Lord's purpose that prevails. It goes exactly with what I was saying earlier, again, about uh, our hearts. You know, we get distracted. We do things that we want to do that please us. But God's purpose will always prevail. It will always prevail. Uh, a lot of times our way leads to ruin. And it's only then when we get to a point where we humble ourselves and surrender to God and, and give our, our, our lives and our, our wills to him that we start to see how his purpose prevails for us for our life. Going back to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So uh, now that we, you know, put planning with a priority perspective, let's let's move towards talking about how to plan with priority and time management. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, because um, on scripture, like I said, it's, that you know, scriptures are really a good reminder of the um, purpose of um, 
having the um, do, um, conducting our time wisely, um, because even Jesus in um, Luke fourteen eight twenty eight um, gives us example of like um, who it's like goes who, for which uh, basically he goes for which one of you when he wants to build a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. So basically. It's a kind of a stretch, but it kind of gives an idea of the um, first thing we have to do before we um, have effective time managers to plan our time. Yes. Um, because if we don't plan our time, we don't understand how much we, how much time we have to um, do for a particular task, or we get you know into a, a bog of um, uh, what's it called time um, blindness. Yeah, time blindness. Yeah. Thank you. And um, so to 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 be effective, we need to um, we need to um, plan our, you know, plan out our time. And um, but um, in order to do that, we need to clearly define our priorities because defining our, pro- defining our priorities will give us uh, the motivation to keep a schedule, because if we if we are um, focused on a certain task, um, we will, um, it'll give us motivation to do those, to do those, um, to do those things that we um, find, um, you know, um, sorry, I'm brain fogging that's, right now. That's okay. Yeah. We um, find those things that are not stimulating yeah. or not, they, 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 uh, they don't capture yeah. our attention. Maintain yeah. Our attention. And um, it also gives structure to our goals because if we have just a blanket goal and we have no plan to get to that goal, um, the goals pretty much fade away. Um, so um, um, as in Proverbs 21.5 says, the plans of the diligently, diligently surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty to come to poverty. So, we need to when we plan when we're planning these things. We need to be um, careful and do it uh, with um, purpose and a uh, purpose in mind towards the end. But mm-hmm. we're just doing it haphazardly, just doing it as we go. Um, we're not going to get anywhere. Nope. Um, like in um, Ephesians five, fifteen and seventeen, it goes. Be careful on how you walk, not as unwise men as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand the will of the Lord is. So we need to um, um, keep the Lord in mind at the, while we're doing this because he's going to guide our steps. Um, God's our number one helper in figuring out, figuring out our plans and our goals because it, our ultimate goal is to serve God and to um, um, keep, you know, keep him as a, um, as the end goal to be our, basically um, if we don't involve God in our plans, um, we, um, we basically are basically setting out for ourselves for ruin. Um, and we, and we need to um, focus on God and whenever we make those plans, because, Psalms 37 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord and trust us with him, and he will do it. So we if when we make these plans, we need to trust God to help us fulfill them. 
he's our number, you know, number one go-to in all of this. Um, like I said, we can have all the planning in the world without, but without God, it, it's, it's going to come to nothing. Um, and God should be our focus, such as Psalms 16, 8 says, we have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I'll not be shaken. Um, so like I said, like I read before, God is basically there to help us and guide us and to, um, get through our um, inabilities and he is there to help us at every, any given, any given time. Absolutely. Um, and we also have to involve our friends and family, of course, for, as we mentioned in our previous podcast for accountability, um, ability, like I said, it's our plans are going to go out the window. Um, we need we need somebody to help there advise us, um, make sure we're sticking to our um, small, you know, small goals and making sure we're keeping our daily task up. Because we oftentimes, you know, can leave, you know, our time just goes to waste half the time because we don't have the motivation or or we get distracted or whatnot. But having somebody beside you to help um, guide you and keep you on track is a vital necessity. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, in regards to our way, you know, a lot of times is we want to take the shortcuts. We don't want to, you know, take the steps that we need. And we have this pride issue that we mm-hmm. and we seek or seeking our own desires. We're not considering others with with that plan and serving and giving our and it's just chaos. We think that we, you know, a lot of people in this life where, okay, I'm not going to be like this tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going I'm to concentrate harder. I'm going to write down plans. I'm going to work at, I'm going to change this. But guess what? You can live that life of chaos where they're back to their same, you know, the tensions are good, but they don't write down, you know, their, their schedule in regards to prioritizing their day. And it just, it's chaos. And that lifestyle that uh, when we live in chaos, it just, we can't, we can't be on point focused with God if we're distracted by so many things in, in this life that we can't be effective servants. So, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's important for one so that we manage our times effectively is having that time to be uh, a servant for Christ. If we don't, if we're having to take care of our mistakes or mess ups, then it's gonna it's gonna eat up in our time. It's gonna burn a hole in our time. And without involving God in all this, it just goes to ruin, like Stephen was saying. So that's what it spoke to me. I just wanted to uh, wanted to comment on that. And then now we're talking about do you believe help to advise. I believe we're mentioning that was next, Stephen. Yeah, because um, yeah, the because our family and friend help us advise us on um how you know on our plans and uh, we can um get with them to um help prioritize 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 our plans and get them involved to you know 
um, advise on how to complete those because oftentimes like, I know of me because I can study plan or whatnot and I can just have no clue what I'm going, you know, mm-hmm. how it all fits together. But if I get together with somebody and get their opinion on stuff and on how to schedule stuff and get some ideas, I, man, it's like, it goes together so well. Um, but of course that's me, of course, you know, everybody's different. Um, because most times I'm so distracted on every little shiny thing that comes along. Um, it just, it, I lose track of where, what I'm planning or I get, you know, I go off on a different subject in my head and, um, having somebody there to help advise you on and keep you on track will is a very big important step on getting things planned out. Exactly. A hundred percent agree with you on that. And that, you know, and that's that, that, uh, you know, we talk about iron sharpening iron and building up, you know, in the body of, of Christ that we all have different gifts. Uh, this may be an area of challenge for, you know, time management with those challenges, AG. But I do believe God puts people in our lives that are the opposite, and they're, they're very effective time managers. Um, it's important to surround ourselves with, with people you know, as such. I think that our greatest strengths with the challenge of ADHD, I think it, it works even more profoundly as far as on another level. We're with other people in a group where uh, those people, as far as where our weaknesses are, especially when it comes to writing stuff down about time management or prioritizing or the objectives. I think we, we need to be surrounded by people like that. Whereas I do believe that's the opposite way where some are just real good about time management and writing down everything, remembering, but we offer something that's outside the box with our thinking, you know, sometimes we're impulsive to move, to act. Um, We have these ideas that are outside the box um, just being able to have that hyperactive energy to do it. But we need those around us that know how to plan that. And we can learn from them as well as they learn from us. We build each other up. Uh, something else that's, that I, I, speaks to me as far as what you're saying, Stephen. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, and when we're planning, we, we need to n- not neglect um, family time. Because most people think, okay, um, going to plan everything you know to get every, all, my, all my work done effectively but if we're all work and no play you know the saying goes um <laughs> but uh we need to plan for family time um which is it's very important to have um because without family time it's your your work is you know work it's like you work for your fam for your family and you need not to let neglect them um and of course, like with me, it's like, um, and some of us who are single, I, I believe it's like, if you don't have a family to um, plan time with, um, plan times with your friend um, to strengthen your friendships. Yes. Because um, developing strong family and friendship ties are very, you know, is going to help you in the long run in your life. Um, like I previously said, you know, we need an we need pretty much someone to anchor us down. We need somebody to help encourage us. We need to be encouraged. We need to encourage um, because um, with me, it's like if we fo- have somebody to um, um, have somebody 
um, that we're reliant on. It's a really, for me, it's a really good motivation to keep effective time scheduling. Um, and having that time, family time and friendship time is just a good, a good way to relax and such too, to get you, um, relax, re, um, I'm rested up for your, your, your um, next work day. Absolutely. Regards to uh, that time, whether it's with family or friends, you know, we were made for relationship. I mean, obviously our, you know, the relationship with God uh, is number one in prioritizing our time. And obviously, you know, regards to under family, I mean, under God, then comes family. And that those are, you know, those it's about relationships. I mean, I think about the Ten Commandments regards to how we are to reverend God. I believe the first five are in that. But then the next <coughs> the next other half of the Ten Commandments is how we're supposed to be in, in relationships. And I think God, you know, made such an importance on that that because that was the order it was gonna be. God first, and then how to how to be with family and your friends. Neighbor is the second priority he's talking about in regards to uh, in our lives. Because we can't make it alone, you know. I, I right. think about Adam and even the garden. And, you know, Adam was, it wasn't good for him to be alone. So obviously took rib from, from Adam and, and God made woman as, 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 right. a, as a labor. Um, that's just to, to point out the need that we, we are social and that, God wants to manage that time. It's a time of uh, fellowship. In that fellowship, we get more energized uh, from it. I do believe we do realize our purpose with our family and with God, and we grow in, in you know regards to in our walk with Christ. And then I believe when we've had that rest, it does go to the next priority of uh, work. God wants us to be energized when we work, but if we're not making time, you know, away from work with, uh, with God, obviously first and then family. And all we do is that, that extra time, we just work, work, work. We're going to burn out. And sometimes it's not just a job. You can be so busy in serving God that you burn out in the process and it's no longer, there's no enjoy energy. So I think it's so important, like Stephen's saying, that family time with God, with first friends, family, uh, because if you don't have that time, you're just not going to be rested. And if you're not rested, especially with us challenged with ADHD, exhaustion can take place. And a lot of our weaknesses when we're not rested uh, are much more unmanageable as a result of not getting rest when we're burnt out. But I know burnout is for maybe another uh, podcast, but I just wanted to illustrate God, family, and then work. Uh, Obviously the the top three. Go ahead, Stephen. Right. Yeah. And and conjunction with that, we need to just plan some downtime just to relax because, um, because sometimes we just need to get, you know, some alone time, um, or just some, uh, you know, just some relaxing, you know, non-activity times with, you know, with friends or family too, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, um, 
doing something. You can basically go for a walk, um, mm-hmm. you know, spend time together watching a movie, you know, um, you know, just basically a, a walk in the park by yourself and just so, and so forth, because scheduling this downtime is going to be the, you know, one of the you know best things you can do for you, because it le- kind of leads into our next section is that because work, you know, um, because you know, planning to planning and sticking to a time schedule, especially for us, is going to take a lot of work. Yes, um, it's going to stress our heads, you know, brains out. It's going to stretch <laughs> our, um, it's going to stretch our um, desires, and you know, it's going to have. We're going to have to get, find motivation in places we couldn't find it before, and um, being rested up for that, you know, rested up for that is a really big need because. Um, because um, if anything, if anything, you know, sticking to a time schedule and being effective in your time is going to require sacrifice. It's going to, you know, mean not, you know, um, you know, avoiding, you know, tasks you don't want to do. Um, which is something, you know, I'm very bad at is basically avoiding, you know, stuff that needs to get done. Um. And it's going to require sacrifice just to get the motivation to, you know, get up and do it, even though you don't want to. It's going to require dedication um, because if you did, even if you just do it one or two times and you don't stick with it, um, you're just going to fall back into your lifestyle. So you basically need to stick with it. And that's why we need our um, resources of our family and our friends to be on our side and with us when we're doing this, because, we don't have those, you know, they need to help us stay dedicated to our, you know, our, um, our time schedule. Um, and like I said, it's just going to help. It's going to require a lot of help from everybody. Cause you know, like I said, we're, we're dependent on everybody else and it, and p- us, as people with, um, ADHD are very, re- need to be very reliant on other, even though we don't want to be correct. We have to rely on others to help us stick to a schedule. Um, help us stick us stick us you know keep us um, focused on finishing a task we're trying to avoid you know um, without others you can you, you can easily fall into a um, slump of um, not doing anything and not being lazy per se but just um, avoiding tasks that you don't want to do um, and then basically you know so having somebody there can help you motivate on a task like if you're married your spouse um maybe sometimes even your kids you know um and like me as a single guy um it's you're definitely reliant on your friends you have to stick with your friends and um help them you know get on get them on board with you and help them motivate you um because you know um motivation is something that um I'm very, um, I need a lot of external, um, motivation. (laughs) Um, so having friends and family to help you do that is going to be one of your best resources apart from God to get things done. Uh, uh, Absolutely. I, I, I agree, uh, with that. A lot of times you get that check in from somebody when you, would just rather just sit there and they ask you about such and such 
and maybe you know in that time of asking that they you know they not only are they there to to remind you but they can be somebody that can just be there with you to do it i think a lot yeah. of times when we have somebody with us either helping us or you know they're they're watching us somebody that we want to you know th- them to be there to help give us support sometimes that helps make that difference where it's more than just time management it's support yeah loving somebody with just being there with your presence sometimes is enough for us to stay mo to to not only just get motivated but stay motivated to try to to finish the the task right so very true about what steve what you're saying steven about family and and friends and then you know the part about uh self-care is what i i I look at it as got to have that self-care to take time to be alone with god i think self-care a lot of times is meant for us to take those walks like steven's saying where we might have time to talk to god where we may find a lot of answers because just because we're slowing down a lot of times we don't slow down until we're by ourselves with God. And in that process, when we slow down like that and we, we are able to walk, take a breath, uh, be able to sit down and maybe draw or, or write what, what you're seeing. God has many different ways of being able to speak through those, those activities when we slow down. And there's a lot, of th- a lot of stuff that we pick up from God in that rest. I don't know about, I know that when I've had that time with God and he's revealed things to me, I get energized. I don't know right. if it's the, the hyperactiveness with me, with my ADHD, but I get super excited when I've had that time with God where I have all these ideas now. And God wants me to be able to take my time now that I'm rested and be productive in serving, right. you know, being out there in, in, in the world, being that salt in regards to a difference maker. So many things that, that you mentioned, Stephen, that were really great points that I just wanted to add in on that. Go ahead. Thank you. Our next section, um, speaking of some points to use, um, there are some things that um, I've done that um, – um, that kind of helped me in the process. Well, I'm still getting some of these things. I'm, I'm still learning to get, I'm still um, learning to use effectively and I'm not hundred percent there yet, but there's some things I've been working on and some things that I've been finding useful is uh, the first one is to just basically um, with, uh, you know, with smartphones and everything, they're very useful, but um, they're very, they're, they're very, um, they can have some stuff that's very distracting to us. And we'll be like going off in um, a rabbit trail if our smart device is like crazy all the time. So yep. one of the tips I've been trying to do a lot more and is to start, start using more analog devices. Um, like me at work, I've, you know, I started wearing a watch at work. Um, so I can avoid going, looking at my cell phone for the time, because if I look at the cell phone for time, I'm going to, you know, a message or an email or you know or a, um 
oh, I missed the call from somebody, you know. Right, right, you right. know so he, yeah, so I'm going to uh, get involved with that instead of doing my the task and completely forget why, even uh, completely forget to look at the time. <laughs> right. So it basically saves me time there. And also for, um, you know, but but using anal- going going analog is going to save you some time pretty much in some cases to help you quit going off on multiple rabbit trails throughout the day. You know, it's not going to be avoidable, but it's going to help a lot because like I said, a simple watch or a clock having mm-hmm. a simple, like it, like I said, avoids t- checking time on phone, being distracted by apps on the phone and then having a wall clock at home. Same thing. Um, if you're at home and you're basically like, some days I'm cleaning the house or something like on my day off, I'll be cleaning the house and I'll look at my phone for the time to see what, you know, to check the time. And then like, Oh, cool. A video to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't end up what I don't end up cleaning the house and it's still a mess. <laughs> um, <done> so <laughs> having just you know, an analog clock in the living room or the bedroom helps a whole lot in um, helping me, um, not completely avoid um, being distracted, but it helps a whole lot more than it would have been. You know, it just, it just, it's just, it makes it less tempting. <laughs> yes, and, it, it does. I think yeah. it's, I think in this day of age, it's with, with uh, smartphones, it's even more challenging with us challenging to ADHD because back in the day, you didn't have all those things. You had just the alarm clocks and the calendars things were on paper so less distracting so now it's something that you know in this day of age it's like everyone just about has one i don't think you can get any flip phones anymore um it's something uh, that we have to to deal with but definitely uh to be mindful of of uh, alarms or calendars I, i myself have used a wall calendar that's helping me like steven's saying i'm a work in progress I don't, I don't have it down regards to in a, in a routine as, as much as I like, but the win for me is that I've done it two months in a row. I do look at it. So I'm continuing to um, let others know what I'm doing for accountability, but I'm not giving up on that because each time I make a, a, a progress, then it, it, it discipline myself with God's help to continue to do it, to find the motivation because I starting to see the end results. So with that being said, yes, I, I agree with you, Stephen, about the alarms, the calendars, and so forth. I mean, if you have to use an, you know, an, an, an iPhone, uh, one of the things that helps is if you can tra- take off the sounds. I know that the, the sounds yeah. that go off the notifications drives me nuts. So that's one of the things that I make sure I silence. And then... Uh, I don't, I just put the phone on vibration. It's just a preference thing with me. I don't, my ears, you know, not only can you get distracted with, with, a, with a, a smartphone, but the sounds that come with it can be irritating as well. So um, Stephen's saying some really good things that's making me think about, you know, these things as well. So it's like, even as we're doing this, we can learn from each other. It's, this is really good. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. And along with that is like basically, you know, when you're taking notes, use pen and paper. I'm like literally like the same reasons why before. It's like, you know, sometimes I need a quick note. You know, I pull out my phone to use my notes on my phone and same thing. Mm -hmm. 
I'd get distracted with what's on there. But if I had, if I have a pen and paper handy, that's what I do at work. Like literally I'll have, um, if I need to make a note on something, like I'm in the back room or something, I need to make a note. I'll grab, you know, like literally I'll rip a piece of cardboard off the box and use that, you know, before I go to my phone now, because, you know, like I said, I'll get distracted with my phone and, you know, not get my job done. But, um, you know, so just basically, you know, and then of course with me, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lousy speller and stuff like that. So if I'm typing on a computer or, or, um, or, um, or a tablet or a computer or a phone, I'll misspell words. I'll get distracted on how to spell that word. <laughs> all the time. And I'll be looking up how to spell it. Where you go. <laughs> and like, so with me, it's just easier for me to jot something down on a piece, piece of paper and worry about spelling later, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so uh, I have the same problem with, with my phone. I have a uh, auto auto correction and inputs all sorts of, of weird words. I know you've seen sometimes, Stephen, with my <laughs> posts that I put in our group. It's sometimes yeah. off the wall stuff, um, and that's the thing with uh, the uh, the phone is it's great for that. I mean, I do write down stuff, but I got like chicken scratch, really, really right. bad chicken scratch. So it's like, which one's the lesser of two evils? Sometimes I would rather prefer. And right, it, it's. It's a challenge. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Cause I know some of us is like, yeah, cause that's what I use. But like I said, each of us is different in some ways. Yes. And, um, but like I like, I agree with you. My, my handwriting's like, you know, you'd, you'd think, um, you know, a, a five year old kid could write better, but <laughs> doctor could write better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. So those are just a few things I've, you know, I've done. And then, Another thing for time management I really do is um, using my quote unquote downtime effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, Because throughout the day we have, um, you know, like there's some days we have a lot of tasks to do and a lot of things to do and not enough time to like read or listen to a a podcast or even. Mm -hmm. So like the the best time to do that is during your downtime. Like if you're, you know, like I like to read, you know, it's hard for me to read half the time, though, but, you know, like, you know, you're at, you know, waiting in line at a bank or something. If you still go, you know, use the bank, you know, instead of your mobile app or something. But right. like if you're in line for uh, McDonald's or in line for whatever, you know, um, <laughs> you have some downtime at work, you know, put on a podcast, put on, you know, read a, um, read an article on your phone, read, you know, or read a magazine, you know, Um Basically, you you don't have to have every waking time doing something, but right if you you know if you, let's just say you got a podcast you want to listen to, but you just don't have the time to do it, listen fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes there, you know, just keep it on your you know keep it readily readily available, and play it when you're just have some downtime, like you're on it. You know, I don't know if anybody works in the office here, but I do. Going up an elevator, you know, or mm. walking to your desk from the car, you know, um, you, you know, it's just one of those. There's there's plenty of um, times to, you know, gaps to fill our time with. Um, like that's one of the tips I've learned when I was a um, kid. Um, I was reading a book, and it, that was basically one of the. Um, of course, there was there was audio books back then when this guy mm. was writing the book, but 
he literally tore pages out of a piece of, you know, a book and kept a few pages in his back pocket <laughs> um, and read those whenever he could find time. And he's, and he's, he's a re- well-read reader. And with our short attention spans, like, Hey, you know, if you want to get a book read and you have to read the book and there's no audio for it, you know, try it that way, you know, download a PDF onto your phone. Yep. You know, there's some, they're pretty much, you know, there's pretty much, I forgot who said, but there's like, you know, throughout the day, the average person has um, uh, two or three hours of actual downtime that could be filled, you, you know, either either learning or um, reading an article for pleasure or, or whatnot. So there is some times to do that, um, like especially when you're doing chores, like chore, there's plenty of chores that don't require any um, mental um you you know mental um use of your mental capabilities right mental capacity very good you know very good time to listen to podcast or on an audiobook or all whatnot and actually helps and that's another thing that actually helps me to stay motivated to you know clean and do chores because yes i want to finish this podcast and i don't want to just be sitting down Mm -hmm. i have to be up something so it's like, hey, I can be, um, you know, washing dishes or vacuuming the floor, or, you know, folding clothes or something while I'm listening to this podcast, you know. So it's one of those things that, um, you know, finding, you know, you know, use your you know, your um, capabilities of multitasking to your advantage, you know. <laughs> yes, and uh, that's that is definitely some some uh, nuggets of, of wisdom uh, because a lot yeah. of us challenged with ADHD just let our minds wander and we don't manage our time. Well, anyway, we're unaware. A lot of times we're down. You know, perhaps we might be dumbing it down with TV or filling, you know, our minds with nonsense. Whereas like Stephen's saying, those are the opportunities that we should be in the podcast, listening to sermons, uh, iron sharpening, you know, learning versus time fillers. Because if we just have empty time fillers, then it leaves us as far as in a situation to easily getting a rut or getting stuck. It goes back to we have a plan. We want to, we have well intentions to uh, be productive in our day. But the problem is, is that we don't involve God. Because let's think about it the podcasting, most of what we, you know, listen to uh, is, is listening to sermons, listening to the Word of God. Um, and that's to help us regards to, um, to prepare us, prepare us in this life regards to just having order and structure because God has order and structure. And when we have order and structure, we will, uh, we will be far more effective. Uh, we won't be as susceptible to, uh, temptations and trials and so forth when we're, uh, it was time where we're learning and growing with God. So, so important not to just time fillers, just to waste time. You have to be very mindful of what you're putting in your, in your mind. Uh, when you're planning out, you know, what you're doing in a day, you have downtime to make sure that it's not wasted because one day, I mean, we're, in, we're in heaven, you know, those are saved by grace and faith in Jesus. He's going to ask us, what did we do with our time? What did you do with my name as far as in that time? And there's so many opportunities right. that we can, through podcasting, we can learn, help us be effective witnesses, 
uh, and servants for Christ. So that being said, I just wanted to add to that. You're doing great. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. Um, another thing I like to do is um, batching similar tasks. Um, for me, it's um, like um, doing the same chore. Uh, like, for example, like if you're doing laundry, um, you know, do it all, you know, basically do everything that involves laundry, like folding and everything like that. When you add this all at the same time, so you don't, you know, you lose, tra- you don't you lose traction and such like that. And another thing, you know, like, like, you know, like, also, that's for like, you know, if you're doing chores, but like at work, um, if you're able to um, have a set time for emails and calls and texts, returning all those. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do it throughout the day, you know, as they come in, have to, t- unless you have a job where it requires that, um, mm-hmm. you know, having a set, you know, hey, I only check emails every two hours. Mm-hmm. Or only return calls every two out, you know, or such, you know, whatever set time you have. And then that way, when you're throughout the day, you're not just, you know, answering one call here, one email there, you know, you're just basically all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that gives you um, basically helps you stay on task on your other um, work while you're, you know, at work. And same thing as when our personal stuff too, like, um, you know, like it's nice to have like immediate, immediate notifications of a, hey, you know, coming in right now, I can handle them all at once, you know, but in my opinion, it's probably just best um, to do it, you know, um, at only at a certain time, like only check personal emails, um, say at you know four and after you know you know you know four and afternoon or something just any random time or only you know an hour after i wake up you know and then i'll wait till next you know basically just have a set time for um those type of tasks most Um, definitely most definitely i know that with uh my email outlook i can have the capability of looking at a calendar and I have it set up where like time chunks, like from nine to 10 is, is, is uh, checking emails. 10 to, to 11 is making phone calls. I have it set up where it will pop up to let me know. It's, it's a reminder to me time to change course. Um, and it helps for that. But hopefully one of the things that with, with us being time to HD, it's black and white. Everything has to be perfect. So hopefully, please understand that it's a guideline, you know, as far as it's a guideline to help you regards to be more effective with your, with your time management. And it's important to remember that because it's so easy to be short-sighted where you may feel like a failure because you couldn't check off regards to making these calls or emails, and then you get frustrated and beat yourself up. Your rejection sensitivity gets you all messed up. So it's a little side note on there uh, to be mindful of, of that uh, regards to you're just managing your time. And the thing of it is, is that when we have that, that, that the sanity that God gives us, the wholeness of truth, then we become more about being structured more about having order 
in our lives. So it, it goes back to those purposes with God and how he helps us with becoming more sane, doing things his way. And this regards to what Steve's talking about working personally with uh, time chunks and those reminders is just, uh, it's just a reflection of, of what's already taking place in your life uh, with God. Time to take a break. We will be back after this message. Hi guys, my name is Jeff, founder of ADHD Christian Men's Group. I want to personally invite you to join our group on Facebook. It's a safe place where be able to pray, encourage, and build up other brothers in Christ as we make this journey together. So, come on, join us. Find us on Facebook, ADHD Christian Men's Group. Hope to see you around. God bless. And um, yeah, and another tip I have is just um, like like me um, is doing um, you know small chores in between bigger chores. Um, like mm-hmm. I don't know how like me, I'm a single guy, so me I do all the chores, all all of my chores um, when I do do chores. <laughs> but, um, Get it all done. Yeah. yeah. Um, like um, um, la- laundry is one of those things you get. It's you know, while you're doing lawn, like, you know, just say while your clothes are drying, you can do dishes um, while you're, um, you know, or while they're, you know, or while they're, do, you know, washing, vacuuming the floor or something, you know, um, basically, you know, do all the chores together. So basically, you know, you're, it keeps your mind focused. Okay, it's chore time. Yes. And that way your mind's focused on chores. Um, that's what I do, you know. Um, so it kind of helps me stay within a, um, task category pretty much. Um, so if I stay within that category, I know I'm doing chores and I can easily think, okay, what am I, you know, what was I doing? Um, five minutes ago. Okay. I was doing laundry too. So I need to do laundry. So my mind's, my mind's focused on chores, you know, and that's the way I, and that's just how my, how my brain operates half the time. Like, if I'm focused on chores, everything else is basically back burner. Hyper focused um, on chores. There you go. That's one of our strengths uh, that we have. A lot of us is that hyper focus. Once you start focusing on something, like Stephen's saying, now we're just hyper focused on chores and everything else is just blocking out. Yeah, and that's why we need to do our things in time chunks. Because let's just say we're doing our chores, and it's like, oh, a notification for an email pops up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to take an email. Mm-hmm. So our brain is just from you know, shifts from doing chores to checking emails, you know, mm-hmm. and we're checking emails. Oh, Amazon, I have an email from Amazon. Oh, do I have to order anything else from Amazon? So we go to Shopee, you know, <laughs> so, you know, so staying focused on, on tasks and a job, you know, it may not be the same task per se, but the same um, task category is very, is something that's very effective. You know, basically, like I said, using your strengths to our advantage, you know? Yes. You know, um, 
you know, so I may jump from chore to chore, you know, but at least I'm getting some chores done or, you know, like, you know, you're, uh, you're doing the lawn, you know, maybe you're doing the lawn or something you're doing, you know, mowing the lawn and it's like, Hey, while I'm doing this, I can, um, you know, um, you know, do, um, some, you know, uh, you know, watering the grass or something or weeding the garden for the wife or if you have, if you have a wife or a garden, you know, stuff like that, you know, basically keep, keep within the same um, category. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to mention that usually the, the, those activities w- that you can start that does not require you to be there, like Stephen's saying, like watering the grass, um, you don't have to necessarily be there. And while that grass is being watered, whether it's perhaps maybe you have a, you take it one step further and have it on a timer. And then while that's going off, then you can attend to other things. I know maybe on the side of the, the house, do the, the mowing. Um, yeah. As that's going on, I don't know, maybe you might be able to, if you have a burn pile up out in the woods, uh, you can start a burn pile. As long as you're not mowing like next to it, but if it's a yeah. distance, yeah, there's different things that you can can think of. And sometimes it's, uh, I'll sometimes do what I call random. You know, I just have 30 minutes of randomness where I'm picking up things. You know, letting my mind just when I need to, it's like an itch. I need to just do whatever. Uh, figure that in there as well when you when you when you're on structure because sometimes you may need to just do that. Um, I think I found a lot of times. Uh, the easy stuff, the, the, the cherry picking of stuff, where if it's easy, that sometimes helps build that momentum in regards to starting to get into it. Because sometimes it takes me a couple things to that I start doing, that I start getting um, motivated. Once I start seeing some results, quick results, because that's the thing with their ADHD, is that that gets us motivated. We got to see the reward. We can't be uh we can't see the reward of doing it then we don't stay motivated so it's i think that's also important too is the stuff that we do we can see within a a short period of time a result and that kind of helps keep us going go ahead steve right yeah that's that's i like i agree with you because that's that's why i tried to avoid doing stuff on work nights because let's just say i decided okay on a work night i decided to clean my kitchen a little bit okay Mm. i clean my wash my dishes on my work night I washed them. It's like, okay, the dishes are done. So that motivated me to clean the counter. It's like the nets motivated me to clean the, you know, clean the stove. And before I know it, it's like two in the morning. I'm still cleaning. <laughs> that can happen too. We got to be, like Sam said, we got to be yeah. very careful about when, uh, yeah. when we do that because yeah. during the week. That, yeah. Right. Cause that, that involves like, hey, you know, I, I, my, my, um, I got that dopamine rush from cleaning the dishes and mm-hmm. just, went on and on and on so basically i lost track of time so that's another thing we have to be careful of too and in the and also as well is not to get distracted you know with our dopamine rushes and stuff um because there's times uh, like i'll get so antsy and so motivated to keep cleaning i want to do my whole house mm-hmm. but then i realized i gotta work tomorrow and <laughs> i need to- <laughs> i have the same issue too at times and it's like and and you learn through experience. You did enough times. It's like I'm not doing that again, because the right. fact is that the next day you pay the price regards to being tired and so forth. Right. So a lot of those those and that's where we got to be able to 
you know, keep it to a minimum during the, the, the work week, you know, put it in a time chunk regards to what you do. Cause really we should not be doing a lot of that kind of stuff during the week. If we can just have basics, if we have to write it down about, I don't know, clean the counters and uh, the washing the dishes, keep it real simple. We're better off doing that. If we need to write down something to remind you during the week to, to stay on task so you don't go off on a rabbit hole being uh, hyper-focused and getting a dopamine rush, then that's what you got to do. Uh, right. Go ahead. Yeah, um, you're, you're true. And to our next um, um, kind of tip that I, that I like doing is um, basically I call it a controlled distraction um, because – there's times I know I'm going to be on a task. I know I'm going to be distracted. Um, like, for instance, um, uh, doing stuff on, uh, uh, what, what, for example, for exa- my best example is like, you know, um, in my previous job, um, you know, I need to be focused on, you know, inspecting, um, inspecting um, fire extinguishers. So, mm-hmm. um but you know all this you know all the commotion around me it makes me distracted and okay i get off task so you know i uh, or i get too lost in my thoughts to realize okay i'm i'm not really focused so i need something to distract me from my distractions pretty much mm-hmm. and so i know what distracts me so i um create something that um distracts me in a way that I'm not completely distracted if you know what I mean um like um like the other day you mentioned in a post um you know what do you do for bed to keep you from you know your mind wandering because my mind wanders like if I don't have anything if I don't have something um playing the black background like a white noise machine or a um or an audiobook or you know, like I said, like I guess I mentioned one of them, like one of the things I do is um, watch a um, video on YouTube that, um, you know, is mildly interesting, but not, not enough to keep keep me, uh, get me excited, but enough to keep me distracted from my thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes so, it's just got to have those things where it, it just, you have, the, you have an interest in it, but it should so much of an interest that you get hyper focused where it's going to keep you up all night. I usually yeah. have a couple of things that I want to think about and I go back and forth on and I get what I can out of it, but it's not so much that's going to get me off track. So I go to the next thing. So I kind of hop around in my mind of different things and I try to, you know, do that in a process in a way where it's my wind down. Some people, right. when they go to bed, they may need to play like some type of mind teaser game. Some people right. might need to, to read. And that's one of the challenges I think we all face is at night, if we're on our electronics, it could keep us up. So that's something we got to be mindful as well. So it may not hurt to, you know, to get away from the electronics, read a book, that kind right. of help. Yeah. take a page and, and read it. Um, maybe it can be a time where you can journal, you know, as far yes. as winding down. Um, these are different distractions that, that, that you can have like a, like Steven said, a controlled distraction routine, if, if there's such a thing. 
I guess I just made yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I pretty much may have that. That's the best way I can describe what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, because, because I, because like I said, I, I know I'm going to be distracted. So I need to, you know, find something that will distract me from my distractions pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have uh, to. Yeah. Cause if I'm, if I'm, like I said, if I'm, if I need to, um, like for example, like I'm looking up parts for customers at work. Um, if I don't have you know, like you know, if I get if I got so much noise around me and a bunch of you know distractions and looking I'm looking around at stuff. If I don't um um if I don't um like you know you, you know get something to um I, I of course I can't on this job I in this job I can't um really put headphones in or anything, but I really need to focus on one thing and it's just to keep me um my mind occupied to this, you know, like it can really interest me um, to the point where I'm ignoring everything. I can ignore everything else around me, you know? I agree. But Definitely. Once you have, uh, you have something, my mind is programmed though. When you, when I do the random, uh, I don't know if it's random, but it's the, uh, the, the controlled distraction routine. My mind yeah. always, for some reason, after spending so much time, something, I don't know if it's God or whatever, is making remind me, look at the watch, look at the time. Okay, now I can move on to the next thing. But that's the thing. If I'm so hyper-focused, I'm not going to even think about uh, that at all. If I get so hyper-focused about something, I'm not going to care about the time at all. I'm so pumped that I'm not, I don't care. But I have conditioned myself in regards to, like Stephen said, enough of a controlled distraction where I can still be distracted. I, I can still, I, that's, my, that's my default. Let me check the time. Let me check the time after so long um, doing something. I don't know if it goes back to when I was younger, uh, I get in trouble because <laughs> I was not focused, but it's something I've learned to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so the next post, you know, next uh, like tip I like to um, um, talk about is basically um, know when and when not to multitask. Because um, there's times, like I said, there's times at work where we need to um, be focused entirely on what we're, you know, what we're doing at that exact moment. Um, mm-hmm. But like me, it's like that's one of the challenges of my job is like there's so many distractions and there's like you have to. It's like you're multitasking like almost all day long um, because, you know, while you're helping one customer, you're bringing another, you know, box of stuff to another place or, you know, doing this or not doing that or answering a phone call or, you know, doing an email while you're talking to a customer. It's like, it, it sometimes it's really hectic and it's like, um, you know, so there's like, those are times when you need to be um, able to uh, multitask and, yes. you know, and when it comes to that, like, like I said, it's like um, sometimes we can thrive in that environment and sometimes, we, you know, and because, you know, being able, like that's a good thing about us is we can um, most of the time we can easily like me, I can easily switch from one thing to another, mm-hmm. you know, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at times, but when the, the, the time calls for it, yeah great it's a great it's a great ability but when you're um 
you know, you're focused on um, making a quote for a customer and it has to be done in five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being distracted by a phone call or, you know, distracted by this and that is like, you know, no, I need to stay focused on this because he needs these exact, you know, measurements. He needs these exact, you know, um, this exact equipment. I, and I can't, you know, deviate from it. And if I, you know, mix up, you know, put, give him a wrong, you know, part on another, on a machine, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a whole lot worse to correct it down the line. So right. there's times we need to be focused on what we're doing. Um, completely um, which you know which is great because we it's but sometimes it's hard to switch from you know those two modes um, pretty quickly sometimes yes. and but there's times like I said there's times we need to be completely um, like for instance you're like a I know I don't know any of us are in the military but like if you're in the battlefield you need to be knowing what's going to going around you completely you know you can't be distracted by every little thing, but you need to, uh, you know, um, look in that direction, this direction, and, you know, and be still be focused on tasks, but... Peripheral vision. Um, yeah. And um, and you're going to be doing a lot of things at once, and you need to be doing, but, like, for instance, but, you know, but there's some things people are going to have to be so specialized in what you're doing you know, you, you're only doing that one task and then you have to make sure like, you know, I don't, it's going to be, it's, a, it's an extreme example, but you know, like a bomb maker, you don't want to, you know, you know, cross the wrong wires, you know? <laughs> so you need to be completely focused on your task, you know? Right. So there's times where we need to um, know when, like if we, if we know it's a situation where we have to multitask, go for it. Um, just making sure you're, you know, you're focusing on the right task when you're multitasking pretty much, which is the hard part sometimes too, because one task will distract you from the other one. You completely forget about it sometimes. And by the time, by the end of it, you, you forgot how to do, you know? Yeah. I think with us, it's, uh, repetition. Uh, yeah. A lot of times when we're trying to learn something new, we have to, to deal with the things don't go our way, the, the sensitivity that comes with beating ourselves up because we're not getting it right. But I firmly believe yeah. we stay the course and we uh, involve God in the plans and that we pray in those situations with him and we have that time where we meditate in his word I think it makes a big difference when we're trying to get into uh, a, a pattern of repetition. Cause I know with, with my work that we, it's, it's, re, it's repetitious, but it helps me because if I didn't have that repetition, I didn't have it as a routine. It'd be so much easier to throw me off. What right. I'm doing. And that comes through time and being, you know, being patient and have a teachable spirit and slow down, slow down in, 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 in the process regards to uh, as you're trying to develop a, 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 a um, routine uh, so that you're able to be more effective going forward. And the more that you do that, you're going to be more sensitive towards time management, I do believe, with repetition. 
It's when we don't have the repetition, that our minds are all over the place. And it's going to take some, some as far as sacrifice and effort, like Stephen's saying, depending on God, laying on family. But I truly believe that if we have the support that we need to, to have, especially in our work jobs, then we all have, you know, we have the spiritual gifts, but we also have talents that God gives us. So we got to keep that in mind in regards to whatever draws us to whatever work or job. Sometimes we you know we want to do in life and sometimes it's not so obvious. We come across it because God has a plan that gives us a hope, a future, and that could be the right job that makes us the money. So there's got to be some sense of excitement with it. But at the same time, you still have to learn how to do the job and learn to be the repetition so that when you do get distracted as you go through life and through a career that you'll know how to handle it and, and deal with it better effectively. If you're kind of, I, I agree with you because it goes back to kind of what we said before is um, um, getting to a routine really helps um, you um, stay on task too, because it's like, if you, because the routine, sometimes it takes a long time for that routine to get set in place because it's, you know, cause like, you know, when you're learning to, like there's some things you basically have to go against your um, I guess nature as it will um, to get set in a new routine. Um, and it takes a while to get into that new routine. Like the next example is going to be um, I'm getting up in the mornings because for the longest time I work nights and when I switched to mornings, well, daytime shit work, daytime work, um, mornings were my worst you know my it was like really hard for me um so that brings us to our next section is basically um if you have a yeah, like me i have to be up super early in the mornings for my job um so developing a morning routine um, will help you basically stay on task um and to get you to work on time because um having a set schedule really helps you um, achieve that. And um, like, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but like as me as a single guy, I, like I said, I had to do everything myself. And like some of these tips I'm going to give you on this next one, on getting more morning routine set up. Sometimes like a spouse or, you know, even a roommate or a friend can help you on. Um, and basically that's basically using your mornings effectively. Right. Um, like me, um, I get, I get, I get ninety uh, percent of my morning done the night, the, the the night before, you know. Yes. Like I'll lay, like for me, I'll I will lay my clothes literally on my dresser out in the open to where I don't have to go get them, or you know, and I just and basically I lay them out into my um, I lay them out and I'm basically a line pretty much, um, of how I get you know, so basically there's i can i can do it practically in my sleep half the time and half the time i do (laughs) and uh but that gives me like that helps me from like that way i don't have to be like okay i need this outfit today or i'm gonna wear this today or these are clothes i need to wear today which you know for me it helps me having a work uniform to where i don't really have to decide on that but having them laid out basically helps you um um 
having your clothes laid out the night before basically helps you from preventing from you having to dig for your closet mm-hmm. or um, get distracted by things that are in your closet. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that shirt in a while. <laughs> you know, that's a cool yeah. shirt. <laughs> I wonder when I can wear that shirt again. And you start daydreaming and yeah. you turn off course. So yes, that, that really helps this get rid of that. Um, and like I said before, I think I said another post on Facebook is like literally I will take like some people will have a space um, for their like keys their wallet and phone yes. or something yes like some people have it by the door some people have an dresser but like literally knowing me I literally take my um, at the end of the night I take my wallet my keys and my phone and not I keep my phone out for a little bit but like I'll, my wallet my keys my pins for work my markers for work my knife for work uh, my box knife for work. I'll literally put those in my pants for the next day, so they're already in my pockets. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good idea, and that's the thing. Not all of us, you know, we we yeah. have different hacks, different ways of keeping organized. You have mine. Yeah. It's, it's keys, wallet, my badge, pens, whatever, in, in a basket. Because I I have experienced that insanity so many times where I put it off and then. The experience of being late was so traumatic that that's my reminder. Not yeah, that you need to stay organized because you were late, yeah. and you know yeah. because of that you need to be doing these things. And uh, that seems to be sometimes a teacher uh, for us because we yeah. because we feel pain so tensely and so uh, deeply that we don't want to have to go even through that again. But it takes so many times where we finally we wake up and realize this is crazy. Why am I sitting there uh, digging through clothes the next day? You just get to the point you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of living like that. And uh, I think it has a lot to do, again, with our time with God. Uh, he's a God of order and structure and rubs off on us in time because we're, you know, when we're serving, everything's orderly, structured. Um, it kind of starts rubbing off on us and we don't want to live like that anymore. So it's like, like Steven saying, just have a clothes set up the night before get your lunch made. Um, so the next day you, you know, it's already going to be a challenge when you wake up Because for me, when I was younger, uh, I was not a morning person, but over the years of, of having to be disciplined a couple times being late, getting in trouble, being late, uh, I finally was able to get to the point where I'm a morning person now. Sometimes I'll wake up at 5.30, even on a day I don't have to go to work because my brain is so ingrained with that routine that it's like it's, I don't even have to think about it. it just I just wake up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because that's the way I am now, too. It's like I'll be on my day off. I'll be up at 5.30 or 5 o'clock even, you know. I keep, And that's another thing I do is like I keep the same schedule on my days off as, as the same as my work days. It's like – because knowing me, it's like if I let's just say I, I'm on, on, on like tonight's an exception, you know, but right. my on the um, night before my day off, um, if I stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning, like I have a habit of doing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it'll throw my whole um, rest of my week off. <laughs> and uh, so for me, it's usually best to keep, you know, like, even though I'm going to be up late doing this um i'll still wake up at five you know five or six o'clock in the morning 
and keep my routine. Right. Even though I'm tired and I want to sleep in, I, I may take a nap in the afternoon, but done that you before. know, yep. But keeping that routine basically um, helps you in the long run, and doesn't you don't have to try and you know reset yourself to another your work schedule after your days off because it's for me, especially with having split days off, it's like you know, it's really, it'd be really difficult for me to reset twice during the week. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and that'll just throw everything off. Um, like you said, it's like, like you said, not just even morning routines, just routines in general are going to be your, is going to be, is going to be a lifesaver, you know, once you get established in them, because like I said, it may, like it took me years to get to the point where, I can wake up with like if I forget to set an alarm, um, I can yeah. It's like literally, I, it's like it, it's it, it gets to the point where your body is so used to being up at a certain mm-hmm. time or bed at a certain time, there's no fighting it. You know? <laughs> no, it's you're you're you, it, and that's the thing. It, we you know us challenged with ADHD, we do like structure. At first, we don't yeah. really care for it because it's something that's new, and all of us are afraid of change, especially those, you know, the challenge with ADHD, how chaotic that life can be and how things are so out of control. But once you start to implement these habits, which takes about, what, 30 days to make a habit? Yeah, that's um, what I heard, between 20 and 30, yeah. And that once, once you do get over that hump and you start to realize the benefit of setting up routines, then... It, it becomes the norm. Now it becomes the norm. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, you, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I, I agree because um, because because that's one of the things we get. It's hard for us to do is just to get started on a routine. Um, because most of our time, my mindset is I can't do this because I'm ADHD. Yes. Which is you know a really big um, a wrong mindset to have because. You know, it's just like that's why I keep on hearing from you know even from other groups is like I can't do X because I'm ADHD, right? Um, or I can't have a routine because I'm ADHD. I can't have structure because I'm ADHD. It's right. Yes and no, but the thing is, it takes hard work. Um, it does. But the hard work, you can do it. It Correct. may take it may take several months. It may take weeks. Um, depending on you know depending on you, but right. Like I said, it requires dedication, hard work, and sticking to it. You know, like we said previously, pretty much leads us into our next point is basically um, auditing your time. Um, because, um, because like I said, life changes. Um, you can't, you know, there's sometimes you're going to have to change your schedule and your routine. And you basically have to sit down. There's times you have to sit down and realize, okay, what needs to change? Mm-hmm. Like what, let's just say, like you said, like, um, like let's just say you have a new goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to, ch- you'll need to change some things, your routine or something. Let's just say, yeah, um, you know, you need to change your routine to fit that new job. Um, right. Let's just say, um, you know, you have a, you know, you, you know, you're basically um, a new couple and you just basically had a kid. <laughs> You change right. your routine. It's a change. <laughs> it's a, so yeah. sometimes you just need to um, sit back and you know, every once in a while, 
um, sit back and sometimes it's sudden, sometimes you can have time to, you know, plan, but sometimes you just need to sit down and basically um, see what needs to change. Um, because sometimes, like I said, there's, um, you know, there's sometimes there's things we have to remove from our life to make our lives more effective. Right. Um, and those things could be good things that are holding you back and they're bad things that hold you back. So, but before you, um, before you take that time to audit your, um, you know, your, your time and your, 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 your schedule and stuff, it's like I said, it always begins with God, always begin, you know, always sit with God, give God and say, Hey, Lord, show me change the things I need to change. You know, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is, you know, this is basically something you have to do every, every so often just to basically to refocus and to reset and to re um, reevaluate your, um, your time because um, with all plans you need to um, with anything you need to base if, if a company keeps on the, the same plan for years and years and years and doesn't change that company is going to go under. Yes. Um, same thing with your life. Um, you know, you can have, you know, you can have everything be fine and dandy and everything looks good and everything, you know, there's not a bad thing in your schedule. Everything's effective. But if you realize that sometimes you're not, um, it, it may be effective in everything, but you're, um, but it's not um, being used um, as good as it could be doing. Um, so there's times we just basically have to, re you know, because um, sometimes, and like I said, sometimes we need to just take things out to um, make things for something better. Exactly. Uh, so that's why you being with God and be like, realize, get, you know, get on board with God and be realized, okay, what needs to change in my life to make it better? Um, and one of the things he uses is friends and spouses and stuff like that. Um, go to them and say, hey, basically go to them and say, hey, um, in my life, have you observed anything that could be, um, you know, changed or done for the better, you know? Like maybe your wife says, well, maybe if you, um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get advice from your wife sometimes, but or for my opinion. Right. Um, but sometimes she can give you insight that you maybe, you know, you're, you know, you're blind to something and she can give you insight like, hey, um, you know, I've noticed that, um, you know, you know, when, you know, when you do X, you know, when you do something, you know, when you do something, um, I noticed you had this habit of um, just sitting down and avoiding the task for, you know, 20 minutes with a good, you know, maybe you're, you sit down to, um, you know, do something, you know, let's say read a book, you know, reading books, re reading a book is a good thing, you know, let's just say, but you're doing a task and you sit down to read it and she notices you do that a lot. She says, Hey, you need to stop doing that. You know, <laughs> you know, because you're not using time wisely. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, if you get what I mean, you know, exactly. Um, I very spot know, on. I, uh, you know, go ahead. Like I said, you, and like a friend, they can, a friend can tell you, um, well, I noticed that if you, um, you know, you know, you're not, um, you know, you're not eating right, you know, you know, somebody you think you are, but you can bring and say, Hey, you need to change your, you know, health and eating lifestyle and such like that, you know? Most definitely. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I was uh, thinking about um, one of the examples that came to mind is like sports, like uh, perhaps a baseball player's batting stance. He's yeah. so used to doing as far as he can't see what the coach can see, you know, observing you. And it's just like with any other sport, basketball, football, a coach is there, can kind of help guide or direct us. And anybody can be in a situation that coach like role, wife or husband uh, or friend, because we all have those, those blind spots where, um, we can't we can't see every aspect of our life, and the wonderful thing is is that God is is even beyond that person or that coach, and He sees everything. So right. definitely want to seek God for those blind spots with our planning and, and time management. But it goes back to what we've been talking about: keep hitting home on the point of God put people in our life. They're like maybe that coach that uh, that help us see those blind spots where they might be able to uh, give us advice or direction to be more effective with how right. we do things and so forth. So we can't be just puffed up with pride thinking that our way is the best because a lot of time challenges with ADHD is the black and white thinking and the maturity level where I'm right, you're wrong. Or uh, you're not as smart as me. I know it's best. Sometimes that comes with that ADHD mindset too. We have to be careful of. Yeah, completely. And that, yeah. Um, And that brings us like, after all that, we need to sit there, sit down and actually have a time of reflection of everything that was, um, um, you know, advised to us because Mm -hmm. we ourselves and basically realize, Hey, you know, I do need a change in this area or um, I need to um, refocus and re um, reevaluate. And, you know, some, you know, some people even say go on a two day retreat somewhere um, alone and basically um, take all those things into consideration. You know, like most of us probably won't have time to do that, but, you know, maybe take a few hours out of the day, you know, a day and just basically sit alone and pray and meditate and, you know, ask God, okay, with all these, um, with all this advice from my friends and my family, um, help me, um, you know, stick to it, help me, um, change, you know, help me re you know, help me revamp my life, you know, cause I want to honor you. Right. And, and it reminds me of what I call personal inventory personal moral yeah. inventory where uh, you know, we want to be mindful of that during the day when it comes to, you know, how we deal and treat people, you know, as far as that aspect. Uh, but it also goes into maybe at the end of the day, not just the amends, but, you know, where you could, you know, uh, make the amends to somebody, but it could also be, you know, things you did well that day or things that you didn't do so well that you blew it that time talking to God with your plans. Like Stephen was saying, uh, you know, like a, a weekly retreat or so forth, maybe have something that's like a quarterly retreat where, you know, each day you journal and you spend time with God daily as far as how your day went at the end, assessing it. But sometimes we have to change the environment that we're in and have a change of pace where 
we're out in the woods camping or whatever, where God's be able to show us even more to help us with our planning. So sometimes a change of environment helps God reach us and being able to assess our plans and make changes, you know, accordingly. Yeah. Like I said, and, and sometimes that requires, like I said, or said earlier, that requires making necessary adjustments and that required um, also removing non-essential activities and people. Yes. Um, especially ones, of course, especially pe- activities and people that are harmful. Um, but like I said, it's not, not everything that we need to get rid of is harmful. Like in, in its own self, it's good. You know, like it's like it's morally not evil, not good. You know, mm-hmm. um, one example is, um, like maybe you have a hobby and you know, that hobby is taking up time for your family, uh, right. you know, taking up um, time you spend with God, you know, taking time, you know, um, to do, you know, just whatever. Um, that is a, be- is a better thing. Like, for example, like TV, it's like in itself, it's not a bad or a good thing. Um, it can be used for good or bad, but for example, like if you watch, let's just say you get home from work and just plop down in front of the TV and watch TV for, you know, four hours straight before bed. Um, ignore your family, ignore your friends, ignore everybody, you know. Um, so in in one instance, you need to get rid of the TV or, you know, change your lifestyle to where you only want, you know, you, 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 you um, take most of that out of your life and, cha- you know, because you're neglecting things that are, you know, are better, you know um you know like i know like i know people who will uh, ignore their kids and watch football all year long all, you know all day long you know on a sunday you know yeah. um you know so when, you know like me i'm not a sports guy but you know you know sports are you know are, you know helps people relax get people energized motivated or whatnot but you know in the, like i said in themselves are not a bad thing but if you're spending you know four hours, you know, all day Sunday watching football and not um, reflecting on God or, or whatnot, it's, it needs to be um, limited or even cut out completely. Right. Um, you know, so that's just one of the things because, you know, I'm, I'm just using TV as an example because it's one of the things that, you know, I had to get, you know, you know, it was, it was a struggle for me, you know, um, it could be, you know, it could be your love for, you know, biking or, you know, let's just say I want to, you know, I'm focused on, you know, getting my biking time, you know, down to practically nothing on a mile, you know, right. And, you know, so I'll spend every week in my mo- moment, of my day and my weekend just biking and, you know, never spending time with my family, you know, um, you know, so like I said, biking itself is a good, you know, it's a good exercise and a good, you know, it's a good thing to spend time on. But when you're using, when you're using, you know, when it takes so much of your time up to where you're neglecting, you know, family, you know, doing necessary, you know, or even it, it's, a, it's, it's, it turns into a bad, bad thing for you, you know, um, um, same thing with people. It's like, you know, some people are outright toxic people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, but yes, avoid them at all costs. You know, um, but there are sometimes there are people that are 
you know, decent people uh, that take up too much of your time. And you need to either say, hey, I need to, you know, limit my time with you or um, completely cut you off together because you're not, you know, in some ways you're not um, helping me um, become a better person or help my family become a better person. Um, right. You know, because, and then, like I said, there's, but more often than not, there's a, a lot of people, like, especially if, you know, us were people pleasers most of the time, we want to please everybody, but right. we get to try and please people that are basically ruining our lives. Um, and, um, you know, um, like I said, like it says here, it's like, literally, like, you know, it's okay to be friendly with everybody. But you're not friends with everybody. <laughs> not going to be the perfect person for everybody else in your life. Um, and that's another thing we have to um, evaluate too: is like, who am I wasting time? You know, whose time am I wasting? You know, am I, you know, ruining another friend's um, life by taking too much of his time away from his um, important things? And we need to sit back and you know um, figure that out. You know. And learn when to, um, you know, hold back, you know, like, you know, it's good to have time with friends and everything. But if you're just, you know, you know, talking your friend's ear off 24 seven when he, you're around him, um, it's like, you know, you may not be that, you know, may, you may not be a good friend to that person, you know. Right. So it works both ways. Um. So we need to, because that's, that's the trouble with me sometimes too. I'll just, you know, start, you know, you know, I, you know, I think everybody's interested in everything I'm interested in. So I'll talk, you know, two hours on a subject and they're bored out of their mind and they, you know, they really want to be, or they should be doing better things, you know? So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard for us to sometimes just to read, you know, you know, nonverbal signals. <laughs> yes, um, that, that ends up being the case. A lot of times we don't uh, we don't see those nonverbal cues. A lot of times people uh, in that type of situation with us, they don't know how to say no and they don't know how to uh, to to be uh, firm with us because the fact is nobody wants to come across looking like a, a jerk or a mean person, but we just yeah. don't get it. We just don't get it. We just don't get the subtle clues yeah. that they're giving us. And oh, then eventually yeah. they, yeah. they manage to conveniently not uh, have time for us anymore. And we right. wonder what happened. Well, you weren't paying attention <laughs> Yeah, to the signs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a key thing. Um, yeah, that's true. Because um, like if and all this, you know, like as far as relationships, you know, we need to replace those who are um, not bringing us closer to God or basically, you know, respecting us as a person, um, you know, or um, and basically replace them with somebody that encourages us and um, what's the best. Now, of course, that could be, you know, means something that means, you know, them telling you the hard truths of life, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, which brings us kind of into, um, you know, our, um, our deal on that is like learning to say no. Right. <laughs> to say no to um, bad relationships or, you know, um, le- learn to say no to um, helping somebody with a good thing, you know, because literally like, you know, me, it's like, that's my problem. I, I can't, I, you know, in my, you know, especially it's I'm not as bad as it now, but when I was younger, I'm like, I don't want people to feel bad or, you know, look at me bad, like a bad person for saying no. So I said yes to almost everything. Right. Yeah. That pretty much took every waking moment of my day. You know, it took, um, you know, I was exhausted because I'm doing 20 things that, you know, 20 things at once helping 16 people at a time, you know, right. and then it's, you know, I'm like, I'm going crazy because I had, I didn't, didn't take any time for myself to just sit back and relax and, you know, um, really, you know, do stuff that was, you know, beneficial for my, my well being. you know. A lot of times we'll, we'll apologize to people when we, we don't need to apologize for us spending time with as far as self-care. And that's something we don't want. We don't want to look bad upon and we don't want people to think badly of us. But at the same time, should never apologize for saying no. Right. And, you, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because if you have a, um, if the people in your life respect, you know, if you get enough people in your life to respect that, um, respect that you saying no for your self care, um, that that's the people you need to have in your life, you know. Because if they respect, if if it's somebody that disrespects that and it's like, no, no, you need to stop, you know, stop and you know, you know, I'm the only person in your life you need to you know, focus on. That's when you need to reevaluate, you know, them being in your life, you know. Yes. Um. You know, like I said, it's like, you know, but, you know, I'm not, it may, I don't want to come across as, you know, um, only, you know, spend time with people that are like, you know, all nice to you and everything. But, um, you know, because most of those people who do love and respect you are going to tell you times when, you know, you're wrong and you have to um, listen to their, um, you know, you have to listen to their, um, you know, um, um, their critiques and such to help you become a better person, but the feedback, yeah, yeah. You but you need to be around the people that are going to be respectful to you as a person. Um, but you know, so um, and and just and as a reminder, um, just because um, and of course with the rejection sensitivity thing, um, the one thing I try to remember is um, um. If they reject your idea, they're not rejecting you. They're just rejecting your idea, not you. <laughs> right. Um, um, so that's one thing, you know, I had to learn. And it's like, you know, and I had to learn myself, too, when I'm saying no to somebody's idea is like, hey, to come across as I'm not, re- you know, knowing, you know, because me, I don't want to say no, because I know if I was told no, I would feel, you know, rejected. I don't want the other person to feel rejected. Right. So I'll say yes to something, even though I don't want to, but I need to learn to say no in a way that, you know, says no to the idea and not the person. Well, I'm not rejecting you. It's right now is not, it could be a timing issue I'm saying no to. Uh, it could be certain parts of the plan that 
I don't agree with. Uh, it can be other things, but it's not you, the person that I'm ejecting. Yeah. Um, and that's um, pretty much um, all. That's pretty much the most of the tips I can have on the end on some scripture that um, that basically um, will help um, remind us of some of the stuff we talked about. Like I said, for instance, Luke fourteen twenty eight, where Jesus says, um, "For which of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it?" And we can um, look at our time and our um, life as a, you know, pretty much a, a tower. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to sit back and realize, okay, what's it going to cost, and what effort do I have to put into this to make a strong tower? a strong life, a strong, um, effective life, you know? <laughs> and like I said, sometimes like literally when you're, and when you're building a tower, especially in construction, you have to, sometimes you have to step back and say, you know, how is things progressing? You know, let's get an inspector in here and make sure we're doing things right. You know, and that's so, what's going to happen with a vision as far as man perishes without a vision. So yeah. And when that vision it's thoughtfully planned out, but there's going to be things in the process that may have to rethink. Yeah. Can't we just... need to make them... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even an architect will have to change his plans during the building process. So the architect is going to um, work Cohen's, you know, they're going to build blueprints for the, you know, blueprints, the architect, you know, which we'll is say as an example, guys, the architect, and he's like, okay, here's the, here's your life and here's your blueprints for your life. You know, which is, you know, and but sometimes, you know, when you evaluate things, the architect says, no, we're going to change some things real quick right here mm-hmm. because things aren't going, you know, as you, you know, you're not following the plan correctly. And since you've you know, made these changes, we have to make some other changes. Right. Um, so that's a, that's the best example I've heard of um, that can relate to, um, you know, building structure in your life. Right. Um, And another scripture I like to reiterate um, is um, Proverbs twenty-one five. Um, the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes to sure poverty. So basically, when you are making plans, don't just make them hastily and off the cuff. Correct. Um, sit out, sit down, and meticulously. You know, not you know, that doesn't have to be a completely perfect plan, but. Take time to evaluate it. Take time to um, get insight on it. Take time to, um, you know, prepare it. Take time to implement it and take time to learn it. Um, and just don't rush into it. Um, because sometimes you just rush into things, you know, um, you just don't, you, you pretty much will um, burn yourself out or, um, pretty much um, get distracted or that your plans will basically be really um, solidified. Right. And Um, and that's a challenge with ADHD impulsiveness. That's what we have to be careful. Like Stephen's saying, we tend to be very impulsive, not planning things out. Yeah. And we need to do this on a daily level and a, um, basically a life level, a daily level and, you know, a monthly level and just, you know, like literally like, you know, making plans for the day, you're going to plan what you eat, plan, you know, 
And, it, you know, planning what you eat um, is going to affect your rest day, too. Let's just say you scarf down cold pizza and that, you know, for breakfast and you're, when you're hurried out and you get a stomach ache, it's going to affect your day, you know. Right. Planning your, you know, planning your meals, you know, literally, um, you know, don't just hastily just eat random stuff. You'll, your, your health will ruin in the long run. So, you know, plan your health, plan your day, plan, you know. You know, plenty of these other little things, you know, like like I said, we barely scratch the surface on time management, but right, you know, having a health plan will affect your time. Um, like if you eat, you know, eat horrible, you know, early in your life, you're you're gonna be spending more time at the hospital than you are doing, you know, things God has for you to do. Right. Or you're gonna be spending time sick in bed all the time because you didn't get enough nutrition, you know. Um, you know, you know, or so, you know, not exercising enough, you know, it's one of those things where the little things we do throughout the day affect the, us in the long run. And so we basically need to, um, you know, plan our day out, plan, plan effectively and basically stick to that plan. You know, like I said, there's days it's going to be harder than the next day. That's right. why we need our, and like I said, that's why, that's what we're trying to say is that's why we always need um, our friends and our family and our um, fellow brothers in Christ is to help us stick with those. Exactly. Yeah. That is the plan. Yes, sir. So looks like this is all the time that we have today. Uh, yeah. Stephen, can you uh, please go ahead and pray us out before the yeah, show? Sure go ahead. Yeah. Um, Dear Lord, uh, thank you for this time we've had together. Um, I just want to pray for everybody who's listening today because, um, you know, because, you know, like I said in the podcast, it's like there's times where we get into the mindset of I can't do this because of my disability. But just um, want to encourage everybody to um, know that you're there for them and that they can do this through you and that, um, we can um, be encouraged with each other and we have each other as a um, network of fellow believers to um, work together for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So everybody from listening to our show today, until next time, God bless. Amen. Mm-hmm.